0: Listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Three, two, one. I feel like I fit. I fit right in. You know what I'm saying with my defense, my versatility, with me being able to play the five, me being able to play the four. Overall, playing hard and just my my, my will to win will. that's a fact. That's a fact. We got a lot of young talent. A lot of guys that's wanting to be a great team. We all got the mentality to do it, so, yeah, it's going to happen
1: sooner than later. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.
0: What is going on, everyone? You are listening to the Summit State of Mind, the podcast of dream shakes and step backs and everything Houston Rockets, presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, and with me, as always, is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Follow all of us on all social media platforms at JP underscore Mirabueno, at Summit Commission, at Summit SOM pod, and at Apollo NBA, and at Apollo HOU. GM... Brand new week, moving ever so closer to the offseason. It cannot come fast enough. I do want to talk about the Houston Rockets. I do want to talk about a certain son of mine, as if I have multiple sons. I only have one. Well, oh, actually, no, I have two. I have an adopted son, an Usman Garuba. But I do want to touch base on that particular son, my favorite son, Houston's favorite son. And, of course, we do need to talk about KPJ. But let's open up the episode as we open every episode. How are you doing today? Good, sir?
1: Oh, man. Everything is good. It was a beautiful Sunday. The weather is starting to cool down. It's starting to give us a nice little uh, spring breeze, you know, in, in preparation for spring break. See what I did there? Um, Jeez,
0: Louise. <laughs> wow. I, didn't every- I couldn't sell for that one. <laughs> hey, man, Sorry. Every- Could not sell. I saw a lot for you.
1: I, I get it. that one. And it's okay. You know, the king of dad jokes over here. It's what I do. I do love my favorite vegetable, corn, corny. Jesus You're welcome. Christ, superstar. But You know, overall, today was good. The weekend has been very fun-filled and good. Shout out to... One of our closest friends and um, Kenny was a groomsman at this wedding.
0: Yes, yes. I was one of the I was one of the four best men. Shout outs yes. to Chris Chavez, who yeah, got, recently go. got married, uh, co-host of the Shots and Thoughts podcast. Yeah. And uh one of our one of our uh, sponsors from before when we had especially when we first started, mm-hmm. uh, for day off dot shop. That's D A Y Dash shop. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> big time shout outs big time shout outs to Chris. GM, I wanna move forward obviously as of right now. We got a big announcement. We an- we officially dropped the announcement. We're recording this on a Sunday. We re- officially dropped the announcement yesterday. Mm-hmm. But GM, go ahead and tell the people may not have social media but are listening to our show and listen to every single episode that we produce. Mm-hmm. Let them know what's happening on a certain night on Friday.
1: So not this upcoming uh, Oh, this I chose my words Friday, poorly. Yeah. But the Friday <laughs> after that, March 24th, we will be hosting... A Houston Rockets watch party. Wah, 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 wah. Last of the year. We're back. Um Yeah, baby. You know, we, we will be at Memorial Trail Ice House over on the Heights in Wa- in the Washington area. Um the exact address actually is sixty three zero two Washington Ave, Houston, Texas. Um that's just not all. We also have a special co-host co-hosting with us uh, that evening. Shout out to our good friend J Dub. Uh, make sure to follow him on Twitter at the Mind of Dub. He is a very prominent personality on Rockets Twitter. He hosts quite a bit amount of um, spaces. Uh, very heavy influencer in terms of the overall aspect of Rockets Twitter. Um, we're very happy to share the platform with him um, he's a good friend of the podcast and a good friend of ours you know and we're just very excited to bring everyone back together. Uh, this place will be amazing. Uh, hopefully, the weather is good. We will have the outside. Yeah, where are we watching? It? Tell the people,
0: where are we watching the game?
1: We're watching it um, on the outdoor patio where there's a big LED screen. So, we will have to watch it on that. That will be very nice. Um, we're very excited um, at the possibility. They should have a food truck, but we'll announce that whenever – we can get uh, further information in terms of what the food will actually be, uh, but they have a lot of wonderful drinks there. It's it's a wonderful and very relaxed spot. I wouldn't say it's it's low key enough in the sense, yeah. I mean, we'll be able to um, have fun. So everyone, just come through, come out and show out. Um, I'm gonna have to say this though: you got to be 21 to be there. I completely – I'm not completely sure, but uh, we'll confirm uh, later on to make sure to see whether or not anyone under the age of 21 can attend. Um, But anyways, we're just very excited, Kenny and I especially, to uh, bring everyone back together to watch the Houston Rockets uh, as they close out the season, hopefully on a decent but not so decent run, Ken? Well, we've never
0: won – when we've hosted a watch party, so I'd like to win at least once. But knowing that it's will against, it ever no, happen it, well, is the question. Ha- well, I'm telling y'all right now, it's not happening against Memphis in Memphis. Uh, we got a home and home stretch happening. Uh, they're playing Memphis that Wednesday, and then we're gonna follow up with another game that Friday. It's gonna be a lot of fun, tons of fun. A bunch of Houston Rockets fans are all going to come out. We want to see you all there. We are going to have Rockets tickets to give away that night, so we're so excited uh, to bring the community again together. This is going to be so much fun. We want to see all of you there. Great drinks, great vibes, just a just a great spot overall. So we're just really excited to bring back this uh, type of platform to bring Rockets fans back together. Because I have spoken to some fans about it, and and Toyota Center, like it's cool, it's great, but at the same time, it's it's gotten difficult for people to want to actually go there and spend the money to watch the team you know there are a lot of diehard fans are ourselves included but there are fans are starting to get tired of going because the team is just constantly losing yeah so you get to come here look no 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 uh it's free of charge you can come in get some drinks vibe out with rockets fans it's going to be a blast we're really excited cannot wait to see all of you there once again friday march 24th is going to be tip off starting at 7 10 party's going to start at 7 p.m we cannot wait to see each and every one of you all <laughs> there so we hope to see you all there exactly so, gm i want to move on right now i want to talk about the man of the hour the man with the power too sweet to be sour even though rockets fans are feeling a little sour because of the fact that he's finally Finally putting it all together in the late stretch of the season. I'm talking about the man, my son, the two-way versatile stud I knew he could be. Is finally stepping up into a bigger stage and actually not just showing up on one end of the court, but showing up on both ends of the court. I'm talking about a one Jabari Smith Jr. GM, I want to throw some stats at y'all right now, just so people can kind of understand the magnitude of what he's been doing and what he's been accomplishing. Jabari Smith Jr. in the last five games has averaged 17.6 points a game, 7.2 rebounds, 1.6 steals, averaging 54, 45, and 82, a 66% true shooting percentage. Only teenagers in NBA history to put up at least 17 points, at least 7 rebounds, on at least 64% true percentage in a 5-game stretch. And the rookie year was Anthony Edwards, Luka Doncic, Kevin Garnett, LeBron James, Zion Williamson, and now you can put Jabari Smith in the same category. We can even dive deeper in the last 3 games. He's averaged 21.7, 10 rebounds, 2.7 threes per game in a block, 52% from the floor, 42% from three, almost 82% from the free throw line. He has put up 50 points in the last two games, dropped a 30-burger against Indiana, including the big fadeaway game, tying three, momentum shifting. Everyone in Indiana was shocked. They were shocked. We were all shocked. Eric Gordon was in LA, and he was shocked. (laughs) So... And then he came back again against the Bulls and dropped 20. And on top of that, GM, these were very efficient games. Shooting above 50% from the floor. Shooting above 40% from three. GM, do you think the people might be wrong for the first time in their lives? That fans may be wrong? That maybe a 19-year-old Jabari Smith is actually starting to put it together? What have you? What has been your opinion so far, of him? I want to give mine. I gave the stats. I didn't give my opinion. I don't want to. I don't want to take all of this time, GM. What's been your overall thoughts of a one Jabari Smith finally stepping into the stage and being the number three overall pick? I just
1: think that people that were um, giving him such a hard time and people that were beginning to doubt him and also beginning to call him a quote unquote bust—that was just a little premature. That was just a little, you know. I I don't know how to mm. put it. Just, mm. just a little. Just, mm. uh, I was not personally a fan of it. It just kind of shows a lot of the reactionary. Um, I'm not gonna categorize everyone in that sense. Most on of y'all Twitter, but most there of were a y'all. lot of doubters out there. You know that do that said that Jabari is quote unquote trash. And I mean, granted, there are players that play like trash. There are players that. They they have bad nights and can they can play terribly consistently to a point where it's a very negative trend. But the thing about Jabari Smith is that he's 19 years old, and granted, he was the number three overall pick. But when you're playing in a chaotic system like the Houston Rockets, where he even said no plays are ran for him, do I feel like he should? There should at least be some plays. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Does he deserve it? I don't know. I don't know what's going on in practice. But what I can say is that Jabari hasn't necessarily been put in a position to succeed um, in the short term. But what we've seen and what Kenny has stated in the last five games where Jabari has just played off the wall, I mean two days ago, not two days ago, two games ago, the man scored 30 points against the Indiana Pacers. The man had a turnaround three from an inbound pass to tie the game to send it to overtime. And let me tell you this, that shot, man, that shows a lot about what Jabari Smith is made of. He's made of sterner stuff, quoting Cup from the Transformers, the movie, brother.
0: I thought you were made of sterner stuff.
1: There you go. And what I'm telling you is that Jabari is very, he, he's very, he's very tough-minded and he's definitely heard the noise. I believe a lot of these players have, but the fact that Jabari has been playing this aggressive This efficient and this confidently says a lot about who he is and his character. So I will say this, Jabari did definitely deserve the flack in terms of how he was playing. Did he deserve to be named called like bust? No. Did he deserve to be called like purely trash? Not exactly. He played like trash, but he has the talent to improve. And he's starting to show now that there's certainly a viable option to where he can be very important on this team moving forward, not just this year, but in the in the years to come. So, to those guys, you know, Kenny, uh, DX said it best. We just have two words for you: Can it? Okay. Yeah. Shut up. All right. F you. Cool. <laughs> <I'm with laughs> Everything
0: it. except for the actual two words I'm with <laughs> that were meant to be said, GM. Every point you said, I could not agree with more, which is odd, because we have been on opposite sides of the fence. Which is fair. In a proverbial sense, in a multitude of facets of ways, on who we want with the top pick Mm -hmm. to wanting James Harden to Houston. But finally, we find a place to be simpatico, and we are fully simpatico here. Because let me tell people something that they need to understand in terms of a Jabari Smith that I've talked upon for a while now in regards to how Jabari Smith is as a player. He's a teenager, guys. I just put out a stat line a little earlier before I let the GM speak. Only five teens did what he did, and now he's the sixth. There have been five teenagers that has done what Jabari Smith has done in a five-game stretch. Guys, teenagers. He is 19 years old. 70 games in, and people... Well, not even. 60, like 60... Game 61, game 62... Everybody was willing to basically throw this kid, this kid, literally just the kid, under the bus of being like, okay, this guy's not good, he's not this, he's not that. I understand the frustration of the Rockets fans. I've been live on this pod, on this show, to tell people that I do get the frustration that I, myself, was telling Jabari, I can't continue to protect you, my son, you have to protect yourself, you have to defend your own honor, go out and be a man. He's done that. He's done absolutely everything everything and every facet of the game you want him to score the ball more he's scoring the ball more you want him to attack the the defense he's attacking the defense more you want him to hit his threes he's hitting his threes you want him to defend the best player he was defending DeMar DeRozan in Chicago against Chicago the other night you want him to defend the best player he's been stepping up against the best player players and playing as good of a defense as you can expect him to play is it perfect absolutely not is he still getting lost to a degree absolutely i think at the end of the day what what this is is it's more or less um it's just a hitch in his defense that he needs to fix. I think it's a it's a foot thing. I think, footwork, I think he, uh, it's a footwork thing, movement. lateral movement, something that he needs to learn and he can fix and it seems like something he's going to have to fix in the off season because he does get beat quite quite often a lot more than I anticipate him to do, but his quickness from the from the lateral side is good. He just has to be in better position. So with that said, I I need everybody to just take a mother effing chill pill and relax because Jabari Smith is doing as advertised. This is exactly what was advertised of him when we drafted him. This is Auburn Jabari that's been the joke that oh, we're getting the Auburn Jabari finally. Mm-hmm. This is what Auburn Jabari is. This is the same the guy that's been performing the last five games has was the guy that was apparently the consensus number one pick until the day of the freaking draft. Mm-hmm. Orlando was gonna take him. So like that's the thing. like people tend to forget that he was going to be the number one overall pick. He's playing like it. He's playing like he is worthy of being uh, touted as a top three prospect, dare I say the number one prospect in that 2022 class. He's putting it together. He's scoring on all three levels. GM, his ability to get the offensive board and keep the ball high. That is what, because he's 6'11". When Yao Ming, I remember when Yao Ming in his rookie year, people always said, you know, Yao Ming. Every time he gets the rebound, he drops it. He drops it to his uh, ch- uh from chest area to his waist. Mm-hmm. Don't ever keep it down. You're seven yeah, six. Why do up. you keep it down? Keep yeah. it high. Yeah. Keep it high. They can't do anything. So Jabari Smith's ability to already do that, getting the ball high, offensive rebound, keeping the ball above his head, mm-hmm. putting it back in, easy. No one's gonna block it. Good no instincts. Good no instincts. No one's gonna block there. it. And on top of the and on top of that, being able to score on all three levels, getting whatever he wants from the mid range. The dude is cooking in ways that. You know, I, I couldn't I wasn't even able to see it. Like mm-hmm. it got really tough because it got to the point where we weren't sure what he was gonna be at at least this season. I wasn't sure if he was gonna get to this point mm-hmm. this season. It looked really horrible. It looked really bad. But his ability to shoot in the mid range, to do it to get whatever shot he wants, the ability to do a hezzy a hezy cross up step step up three like that is stuff that he did in auburn so he's doing it now and it's so and it's proof that confidence is key and confidence is everything and when you instill that confidence in him we know what jabari is we know what he's capable of he has the capability guys of being one of the two best two-way players in the nba Mm -hmm. is he gonna get there it's all up to him but he needs the backing of the coach, like what the GM said. The coach, if the coach isn't running plays for him, how's that going to give a 19 year old confidence? He's basically forcing the hand of Silas, like, hey, I'm hitting, so you got to feed me. Yeah. Like, I'm forcing your hand now. You have yeah. to run plays yeah. for me. Yeah. So that's basically what's happening. And on top of that, he's getting the support of the cast. It's so the support of Jalen Green. You can tell that Jalen Green is supporting him. You can tell that the teammates are rallying around him. Not all of them. But, which we're going to go into in a little bit, I'm so proud of the way that Jabari has stepped up. He has earned it. He's earned this this little streak he's been on. And what a way, if this is going to be the trend going to the end of the season, what a way to end the season and getting him ready for next season. Mm-hmm. Like this dude, if this is what we're going to get, if this is what we're going to get, not on a consistent basis, he's not going to average 50-40. He, he's not, I highly doubt it, at least in the next few years he's not. If he can get some semblance of what he's doing now, He's going to go down, at least in the NBA, as being one of the best two-way players in the game if he continues to trend in this direction. Yeah. But is he going to get there? It's all up to him. It's all up to the work that he puts in, all up to the coach that, if there's another coach that comes in here, Mm -hmm. to instill that confidence in him. It's all up to Jabari. Let's see
1: how he plays with uh, James Harden.
0: Let's give... (laughs) He's going to eat with James Harden, GM. Let's be real here. All right. By the way, anyways, so... Before we move on, GM, anything more to say in regards to Jabari? Was there anything that you wanted to touch up on before we move on here?
1: No, I'm just, I'm, I'm just very impressed at how much he's recovered in terms Give of the confidence. Give the man his flowers. Um, it was a never ending joke with me and other people that I'd make bets with. Shout out to prize picks. Um, what we would do is I would always bet the under on Jabari Smith Jr. And oh, yeah. what's, and <laughs> what happened was the man proved me wrong, man. Um, Made a bet on Friday, and he overperformed. Uh, everyone else performed fine, except you know Jabari overperformed. I picked the under on him, and I'm not I'm not mad. I, I wish I did win the money, but I'm very happy that he played well. I'm very happy to see the growth, and I'm very happy to see the confidence. You can tell that there's an extra spring in his step. Uh, there might be something different. They may have adjusted the way he's been shooting because we could all tell that it was. Possibly a mechanical issue in terms of the way he was shooting. But just like Jalen's improved jumper that we've seen very recently as well, Jabari Smith Jr. has improved. So, with all of that being said, uh, I'm just hoping that this can carry over the rest of the next, what, four to five weeks of the season? Probably four weeks, I believe. And I'm hopeful that as time goes on, we'll see Jabari be a bigger piece in this offense. And I'm very hopeful that next year when we do have more new players coming in and Jabari will hopefully have a more clear spot in terms of where he will be um, scoring wise, uh, hopefully he comes ready and prepared and that he will be able to perform to uh, the GM, uh, not sorry that GM, the commission's expectations. And I expect
0: nothing less than greatness from my son, okay? Yeah, it's it's not bad to, we, I've we, had
1: we, to we, have high
0: standards in we've life. We have all heard. have all heard.
1: <laughs> but you know, like uh, overall, I'm just very excited and um, I just want to see more man and Jabari, it's you've been you've been amazing. Uh Give I'm very the man happy man his freaking that you've that you performed. Um, you know, we've all seen you struggle. But it's very nice to see you recover in this way. And hopefully you can keep going and playing efficiently the rest of the way. So whatever negative trend was happening earlier, you will finish the season on a positive note. Jabari,
0: my son, let me, let me talk to you. Just, just, just a one-on-one chat, okay? Let me just tell you something. He's Block listening. Out the noise. Block out the noise. Yeah, of course he listens to the Summit. He loves the Summit. He told me personally. <laughs> son, listen here. Block out the noise, okay? Block out the haters. Haters are going to hate. They're going to do whatever they got to do block out the noise continue to put your head down do the work and people will come around because at the end of the day when you start putting forth your effort and when you start performing like i know you can everyone's going to shut up because they can't say anything and if the, those haters continue to hate then we know what their agenda is they just don't like you so keep putting in the work Keep shooting a high percentage. Keep playing with confidence. Play with that killer instinct that you played with, especially in in, in Indy. And continue to soldier forth to greatness. Once again, I've been saying this throughout this entire segment. Give Jabari his flowers. GM, let's go ahead and move on now. We're talking about Jabari Smith. We've been talking about a Jabari Smith. There was a certain play that happened uh, the other night against Chicago where... A certain play that did directly involve Jabari uh, made a certain Rockets player a little unhappy. GM, I want you to uh, tell the people right now. So, who who is the player that got upset at Jabari? Paint me a word picture so everyone can kind of understand what's been happening here. And then that will be the subject in which we're about to discuss.
1: I mean, based on the Zapruder film, if you rewind it oh, back and to the left... <laughs> um, no
0: isn't it fun back to the left yeah back yeah. to the I
1: don't remember something like that something like that this is a but Porter film. wow um, <laughs> Kevin Costner shout out to you Kevin Porter Jr.'s poor body language um, and what has been speculated amongst fans is that Kevin Porter Jr. was upset with Jabari Smith Jr. for not passing the ball which led to an alprin shangoon bucket and later on in the the quarter, what occurred was as Kevin Porter Jr. was in the bench, he started to have a very animated argument with assistant coach Lionel Hollins. Um, I don't know how people feel about this, but Kamish, I want to hear your opinion on this first uh, before I speak. But just this whole situation in general, I want to know how you feel, especially considering that <laughs> Jabari Smith Jr., your son, has started to find his footing. Um, he might not be the best passer, um, on the team, but do you believe that Kevin Porter Jr.'s gripe is overblown? Is it legitimate? Um, is there, and you know, is are there issues between the two players? What do you think?
0: I think right now, where where Kevin Porter Jr. kind of stands is he hasn't played very much, uh, especially in this later stages of the season. He's missed like 25 games. It's been a rough year for him. I always make this joke that he's always hurt. But to a degree it is kind of true he is kind of always hurt mm-hmm. so i'm sure that's frustrating for him as a player that i do understand i understand also believing that he's the point guard so he feels like he should have the ball in his hands to kind of set the table for his teammates that part i do understand what i don't understand is being that play in particular so jabari takes the ball from the elbow he takes it from the elbow you have Kevin Porter about five or six feet to the left, who's kind of not mid court, not mid court, but kind of like in between the elbow and the midcourt. And then you got Upperin Shangun, who was directly at the top of the key. Jabari takes a couple dribbles left and then decides to kind of hockey hockey pass it, go past Kevin Porter Jr. and go straight to Shangun. Mm-hmm. Kevin Porter Jr. immediately puts his hands up in frustration kind of is out of the play. I I, I hate to say this because people may get triggered because I know Kevin Porter Jr. fans are uh, very defensive of their guy. I totally get it. I'm a Jabari guy. I'm pretty defensive of my guy as well. It felt very reminiscent of T-Mac in Toronto Mm -hmm. where he just didn't want to be involved in the play anymore. Like, he kind of put his hands up, put his hands on his side, and you can tell he was removed from the play. They still ended up getting a good shot. In my opinion, it could have been Jabari. It could have been Jay Tate, It could have been anybody. It was the right pass to make because Alpi had a lane to work with, and it led to the right play.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Kevin Porter Jr. is upset at Jabari for not making that necessary pass right back to him. Maybe he wanted the ball back so he could set the table for a certain play. Maybe that was a play that was supposed to be set and run. That part I do understand. What I don't get, though, is Kevin Porter Jr. being frustrated and always seems to be frustrated with particularly a Jabari Smith Jr. because this is where my issue lies now. Jabari Mm -hmm. Smith Jr. is finally operating. He's finally scoring and playing defense at a high level and kind of being that player which we've harped on this entire the entire last segment on how good he could be. He's finally getting it together. He's finally putting it together. He's finally having confidence. And your point guard is upset at you just because he didn't get a touch in one possession and he forcibly removed himself from the play because he was mentally shaken from that moment. That I cannot give a pass for because why you you're you're the you look You're the point guard. You're the captain. Don't let them see you sweat. Don't let them see you upset. Even if you are frustrated, don't let them see it. Don't let them see it. You know know how Jabari must have felt at that moment? Maybe he didn't feel good about it. Maybe he felt bad. We don't know. Or maybe Jabari was pissed because he was like, F you, that was a great player. Maybe he was like, oh, my bad, I'm sorry because he's very supportive of KPJ. I know he's very, he's very vocal with KPJ. Like he's very, Jabari's very supportive of his teammates. Constantly retweets, constantly puts them on his stories, always hyping everybody up. He always seems to be behind his teammates. So for someone like a Kevin Porter Jr. to act like the way he's acting, that's not, that's not how he's supposed to be. He's the point guard of the team. And newsflash, dude, you haven't done anything. This team sucks. You are the point guard of the worst team in the NBA. You have done nothing. So, what are we calling this year? Because I'm I've, i I've starting to see this at this point in the season where, you know, shout outs to uh, uh, Mr. James Piercy because he did bring up this point that I thought of it I'd already thought of, but he, you know, so eloquently put it in words where we're, you know, he, we keep moving the goalposts for a Kevin Porter Jr. When, when do we start calling a spade a spade here? Mm-hmm. When do we start calling it? He's the third, he's already about to finish his third year as the full time point guard. What are we going to do now at this point? Are we going to continue to give him passes? Are we going to continue to say, oh, no, it's just his mental health? Like, I understand that. No one cares about mental health more than I do. But you are still the point guard of the Houston Rockets. And for you to act like that in a situation when you were up, in a situation when you still scored, in a situation when you know that you're not always going to get the exact play that you want. You know why? Because you're not a top five seed in the West. So you're not going to run every play, okay? Get your head out of your ass, KPJ. It's not always gonna work out because you're in the worst team in the league. You are a point guard for the worst team in the league. So I want to see him start at least mentally putting something together because I haven't seen enough to where the needle is moving and he's performing. Mm -hmm. I see him performing. I don't see the needle moving. He's not a needle mover in my opinion. And... I think I'm at a point now where I can, I've had enough experience. Remember we said, oh, year one of KPJ is a full-time point guard. Not gonna say anything. Oh, year two of KPJ being a point guard. We're still not gonna judge him. Year three of KPJ, get your head out of your ass. You are year three in your full-time point guard spot. Grow up. <laughs> so that's my bo- that's my bottom line. GM, I wanna know how you feel about it though. Where do you stand in terms of KPJ on how you feel as strongly as me? Do you feel like I'm being a little too harsh on him? I'm curious to know your thoughts.
1: Uh, If you know me as a person, you know I'm definitely thinking somewhere along the middle. Always. Always even keel. The diplomatic one. The even keel diplomatic GM strikes again. Um, And let me tell you why on my opinion here. Um, I do feel that a little bit is overblown because body language may say something, but we do know how youngsters act. We were all youngsters ourselves. Uh, not trying to expose the commission and I's age, but we've all been there when we were um, 19, 20, 21, 22. And we understand the emotions that ride, especially those that compete. Um, we play basketball. We play basketball competitively. And competition does definitely breed emotion. And for guys like Kevin Porter Jr., even Jabari Smith, we've seen Jabari Smith Jr. get on Alper and shang We've seen him have fights with Jalen Green. And now we've seen him have fights with, I guess, a passive uh, fight with Kevin Porter Jr. Um, we don't know what's going on in the locker room. The one thing that I, 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 I feel like is possible is in terms of why the players might rub the wrong way because of Jabari is because he's a rookie, but yet he holds everyone accountable. And when you're so young and you start doing that to other players, especially the ones that are older, more, quote-unquote, what's the word, uh, tenured in this league on the Rockets for general, um, that can rub a lot of players the wrong way, especially the older ones. Um, I'm not sure if Jabari Smith Jr. uh, has done anything prior to that, Or even Kevin Porter Jr. Um, But I will say that Kevin Porter Jr.'s actions, um, you know, we all can react a certain way. It's not a good look. It's bad optics. But it, it doesn't mean that there was anything too menacing towards Jabari Smith Jr. This is all speculation. But, but, you know, the argument... With Lionel Hollins, see, that's not good optics either. But the thing about Kevin Porter Jr. we've seen, he is passionate. And as long as we don't hear any stories of him throwing things at a John Lucas III, throwing things at, you know, a no longer Houston Rock Christian Wood, arguments like this.
0: Or leaving the court during halftime.
1: Yes, exactly. Leaving the game during halftime. See, that's the kind of thing that worries me. Seeing this on the floor is not that big of a deal to me. Um, We can overblow it. As Rockets fans, whatever we want, we can get a little upset because Kevin Porter Jr., quote-unquote, did not get his touches. You know, because we, lo- we know a lot of Kevin Porter Jr. fans will stick up for him, and I respect it. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but definitely Jabari Smith Jr. has been the guy playing very well. Kevin Porter Jr. has played has missed, what, 21 of 26 games or something like that? I don't remember the exact number. The man is trying to get back onto the floor and stay healthy. And like the commission said, Health is a huge issue amongst Kevin Porter Jr. Um, the great thing about his contract, despite the extension, is that the money is going to be very, very minimal. Uh, the Year one is definitely, is I think it's guaranteed or not guaranteed. I don't remember. It the... starts
0: to get guaranteed, I think, as the years start progressing. Okay. So um, we have a full-blown way of getting out of it, I think, this year as yeah. a team option.
1: Yeah. So, you know, like, overall, it's okay. But at this point in time, um, I just think it's a little overblown the team sucks and there's a lot of emotions writing on these players and for kevin porter jr a who hasn't been on the floor very much he's probably not getting the kind of touches he might want granted he had a huge game before uh before he played the pacers he was he shot 19 of 13 against the spurs you know what i mean well he he, he scored 19 points and had 13 assists i apologize i totally worded that wrong but you know he's had good games since his comeback and now uh in that game he may he might not have been great against the bulls but you know maybe he just felt like he needed a little something to get back in the game for himself uh a rhythm thing you know a lot of players are like that we can all get frustrated but you know like i think it's just within the game i don't think it's a big deal in terms of emotions the man is still young it's totally fine um i don't think that he deserves the venom that a lot of anti-kbj guys view towards him and I also don't think that we all need a cape for him because of the fact that we believe that he is the next thing since sliced bread or Wonderwall. Uh, wow. <laughs> I don't know why I said I it. that. Was the first, that was the first song that came to my head. Um, but anyways, anyways, anyways. <laughs> oh, um, God. I do, I, do, I do think that Kevin Porter Jr. is a good player in this league or could be an even better player in this league, correct? But it doesn't mean that... Um, this stuff is going to make me give up on him. I gave up on him after he left the locker room. You can you can quote me on that. If you look back on our podcast from before, I was very frustrated. But the man came back to training camp, a very mature man. He felt different. He sounded different. And I'm going to believe him. So I have faith in the man. Um, I'm not going to give up on him. Um, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we got the rest of the season to see how Kenford Jr. plays and if he can even stay relatively healthy. We need it but we'll, we will see um it's going to be very hard for this team to commit this much more money to him even if it's viewed as minimal with the cap rising uh, in the near future when the guy is only playing about like 25 to 35% of the games in, in in a year it's not a good look it's not good at all so um despite that side quest i just think that overall this thing <laughs> side quest. that this this whole action of Ken Porter Jr. arguing, bad body language. I honestly just think it's overblown. If you, if you, if you don't want me saying, I think it's overblown.
0: I think, well, when I say, when I tell people like, hey, I want you to, to just grow up, like that's really just what it is, is that you're right though. And I didn't think about it in that sense. You are right. There is, a, there is some semblance of growth. He has it yeah. as far as we know. Mm-hmm. Hasn't thrown anything. You know there hasn't been any issues uh outside. Mm-hmm. He's been good. Yeah. There's been nothing but growth in, nothing but growth in that sense. I'm just talking to, when I was talking about it earlier it was just basically saying there's not much needle moving in terms of uh being competitive and getting wins. But yeah. he has to see the floor to get that opportunity. He hasn't really seen the floor much either in the past 25 26 games. So it's been very just it's been very difficult. It's been very difficult. It's we have said this uh, live on our show, and we believe it. I still believe it. It's it's the worst season I've ever experienced as a Rockets fan, mm-hmm. uh, from a personal experience. Anyways, it's the worst season I've ever felt. <laughs> you can take the wins when you can get them, but I, I you they know come like, at what cost. But it, it's just funny because like, and I've said this a few episodes ago. I don't remember exactly what episode it was. I've never experienced a season where there were so many different stories, mm-hmm. like within the organization for a team that like. Suck so bad, but to have like so many stories, you know, from the John Wall, from the John Wall situation, yeah, to Alperin Shangoon getting benched, to Jabari Smith not getting plays ran for him, it's like to Kevin Porter Jr. being upset for not getting the touch he wants. Yeah, there's just so there's, for a team that's horrible, they tend to make the news, or at least it they tends to be conversation amongst Rockets Twitter, Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, what else are you going to talk about? Because your team sucks. Like the Rockets team is terrible right now. They're not good. Yeah. They're not good. They did. I, they were up most of the game against Chicago. Did I believe they were going to win? Hell no. <laughs> and that's a horrible thing to think about. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Like people are saying, like, oh, let's lose, let's lose, let's lose. No, I want to win. I want to win our and our watch party because one, I want to win at a watch party for the first time ever, and two. Winning one game isn't gonna change, isn't gonna move the needle either. You're yeah, still gonna have one of the worst records in the yeah, league. Exactly.
1: I mean, we still have the same percentage. But, At this point, I don't um, even want the you worst just, record you would anymore. would would rather have the fifth pick instead of the seventh pick. Exactly. You know. I mean, who knows? But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I there's, don't. There's, there's a lot of what ifs. A lot of different scenarios. This team is gonna you know. look different next year. Come on, though. Doctor Strange. Jesus. Have you looked into the scenarios, Ken? One million.
0: One. There's one in one, one. what, one in forty four million, two hundred thousand, one hundred and fifty three. I literally just throw out a end up number. with Wemby.
1: <laughs> 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 we end up with Wemby.
0: And then and then yeah. Stone holds up the holds up the line. My man's looking like, like my strange. man my man's
1: looking at Silas as Silas like, is trying to get the job goes, done. One. And then Silas goes, screw it, we're going for the win. And so puts <laughs> his finger down. Oh, no. Sadness.
0: Gosh, damn it. Can't get We can't get anything Sadness. nice. And they pull the Houston Texans on us. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. At least, at least these picks. Well, it, there's a downside and an upside of these picks not being guaranteed. That's the whole point of the lottery is to prevent the tank. Supposedly prevent the tank. So, GM, I do want to get ready uh, to go home here. But I don't want to go home until we talk about one more segment, obviously. I do want to shine some light on a Mr. Jalen Green. Man, post ga- post haircut, dude, dude is performing. I mean, I he's performing. playing come so well. I am so like he hasn't played perfect. He even got blown up in the first half against Chicago. But man, like what's shown what's shown his growth with me if you watch the totality of that Chicago game because the first. Half they shut him down. He only had five points. Mm-hmm. Um, barely got any. Sh- he barely got any shots up. They were beating him to every spot. Patrick Beverly made it a mission that he was gonna uh, try to stop Jalen Green, and and they, he did. And the team did. And they basically kept cutting him off at the apex to where he couldn't get any shots off. So you know, basically, double he, couldn't teams. Get, he couldn't get downhill. He couldn't get downhill. He couldn't do anything. They were beating him to the spot. But he adjusted in the second half. It also helped that Jabari was scoring because now they okay. Now we have to lean on Jabari. Gives Jalen a little bit more of an open lane, mm-hmm. but he was able to adjust. He was able to go left a little bit more, cut quicker to the rim, uh, do be able to get a move to get his mid-range going. He was able to adjust, and I think that's like all a part of his growth. And the biggest growth for me is to be able to make these adjustments, not from a game-to-game basis, which we which should happen as an NBA player. You're some of the best players in the world, but yeah, making mid-game adjustments. That's a lot for someone that is only in year two. Overall opinion of a Jalen Green, especially uh, post-haircut. AAU Jalen Green.
1: Yo, AAU Jalen Green's haircut is immaculate, man. I love it. He looks great. Um, he's got the Michael Jackson look. Looks like he's about to sing Rock With You. Real quick.
0: I wanna rock
1: with exactly. you. Exactly. But, you know. Um...
0: Night. It's one of my favorite karaoke songs, by the way. If you ever want to go karaoke with me, just play Rock With You.
1: Um, I'm gonna tell you this, though. Uh... What's it called? Um, what is what is his what is the album called? Off the wall. Off the wall is probably my favorite Michael Jackson album. I don't care what anybody says. That's just how I feel. Granted, Thriller. Uh, as if, as, he as if people. Thriller, are,
0: yeah, but as if people. And Dad was pissed. great. They
1: were great albums too, but. Oh, dude, there's probably a legitimate gripe. A lot of people think that great Thriller might be the, the okay, top well, five yeah, greatest fine, album of all time. Okay, well, that's fine. fine, and people but can think that. I will say that Off the Walls is my favorite Michael Jackson album. Anyways, that's besides the point. Jalen Green has looked very confident. We've seen the adjustments that John Lucas has made to his shot, where he generates a lot less... Um, he's a lot less dependent on generating uh, air from his shot and using a little bit more arms to help ease the load that is on his legs. Because when he gets fatigued he didn't he doesn't get that lift in his shot his shots end up short we've seen it time and time again and the adjustment that has been made for his shot it looks great I mean we've seen him have to elevate a lot higher in certain in certain possessions when he's had to shoot over somebody from the mid-range but his three-point stroke looks very 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 smooth he's looking very good man and I'll tell you this like the confidence that he has built um since his return has been second to none. He had to carry the offense, but like the short, mo- the short time when Corbin Porter Jr. was out, when he did come back with the haircut, he looked great. And then you know, just the way that Jabari has been playing, these guys have been playing a nice, good one-two punch. And he's playing efficient. He's shooting a lot better than he did uh, when he was playing during the middle of the season, where he was shooting poorly, and I mean, absolutely piss poor from the field. But you know we can see the improvements in terms of ju- adjustments that Jalen is making to improve his game, game in and game out. And when it comes to this moving forward, is that I'm just really curious to see this off season with him building up more strength and helping, um, helping himself be better in terms of absorbing the contact. Is so what we've seen is that a lot of these guys have bodied up Jalen Green. And he's had to fight harder to not just get over the screen, but even then trying to uh, get to the ball with the ball, um, adapting to double teams, meeting being met at the top and, you know, multiple bodies being thrown at him. And what he's learning is like, okay, this is maybe this might be a reason why I'm getting tired. Let's adjust the shot, you know, and you can see he's still playing well in the third and playing well in the fourth quarters. So um, we're starting to see the adjustment. It's just a matter now of making that a long-term thing. And I'm very happy to see it in the short term. Um, Jalen just has played very well. He's just impressed me, man. Um, I've never had my doubts with a guy. I've always been worried um, after certain stretches of play, but never had a doubt in my mind about Jalen Green. Jalen Green is the absolute most talented player on the Houston Rockets. no offense, Shingu fans. No offense, Kevin Porter Jr. fans. And no offense to the Commission. No, I'll let us it It's a um, fair point. You know, Jalen Green is the man and will be the man in the future. Uh, the point. question is a matter of Jalen Green making that happen. So what we've seen thus far is seen a very good mixture of him being the main focal point of the offense, but yet learning how to find the other guys and help them succeed as well with his vision. And that's definitely another part of his game that has very, very much improved. So with that being said, overall, man, I'm just very happy to see Jalen perform. This is what we need. And despite our record and everything else, with a better coach and a little bit more talent added in the offseason, Jalen Green will be um, – he will be upped in terms of um, – not upped, elevated into go. a higher echelon of star, uh, not just for this team, but in the league. Um, if this team does perform a lot better, there is certainly a possible opportunity where we could see him maybe get an all-star nod if he's averaging a certain amount of points and the team has a certain record. Then, yeah, it's definitely a possibility, but we will see. Um anyways, I'm just any anyways, yeah. I'm just very happy to see this again from him and see the efficiency build and understanding right. where he was struggling.
0: Yeah, and for me, Jalen Green is only gonna be as good as Jalen Green wants to be. Exactly. Jalen Green has all the tools, he has the talent, he has the height, he has the athleticism, he has the jumper, he has the tools to be one of the best players in the NBA. He definitely has the tools. What you choose to do with the tools is a whole another scenario. Mm-hmm. There's been so many stories of so many players with, you know, high level of talent straight out that just wasn't able to put it all together because either they were lazy or or they didn't want to put in the work, or they just didn't want it bad enough. You know, Darius <laughs> Miles being one of them. There's definitely players. There were players out there, and I don't want Jalen Green to do that. Yeah. I, I want. I want Jalen Green to. I want Jalen Green to be more. You know, like I said, the dream. The dr- the dream scenario would be Kobe. I would love for him to be. Up that like level, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> most we likely all, won't we, we it most likely will too. yeah, it most likely will not happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But Jalen Green is only gonna be as good as Jalen Green wants to be. The amount of work he's gonna put into the gym to get the job done to be as good as he wants to be. The talent is all there. It's up to him to putting it together. It's up mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. He can either be he can be as good or at least close to good that's what made mamba mentality the kobe's the Mikes, like so freaking good that it was those shots in the gym that no one saw the work that they put in the off season that no one saw
1: mm-hmm.
0: jalen green is gonna have to go to the lab and put his head down and put in the work and leading in his whole career leading up to this point this 2023 off is probably going to be his biggest off season to date Mm-hmm. because if it's as big as Raphael Stone is touting it to be if it's as big as the rumors are suggesting then Jalen Green needs to come out guns a blazing because we're looking at a, a possibility of a competitive roster next season Yeah, Jalen Green in year three there has the jump has to be there so has he been playing really well recently yes absolutely am mm-hmm. I very proud that he's our cornerstone uh, athlete absolutely I want to see the next step Get taken. I need to see the next step get taken. I don't I don't want Jalen Green because people are already considering to be a six man I don't want him to be that. I think Jalen Green ridiculous. is too good to be a six man. It's I'm sorry. Year no offense to Lou Williams I don't I want less Lou Williams. I want more Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. That's what I believe of a Jalen Green of being He's not gonna have the mamba mentality of a Kobe Kobe Bryant was a one-of-one one talent Mm-hmm. Mike was comparable. Not even LeBron is comparable to that. Yeah, I want Jalen Green to at least be one of the best shooting guards, maybe the best shooting guard in the NBA at some point in his career. He, he alone is the only person that can make that happen. Does he want it? It's all it. It's all conjecture until we get to that point in next season. But like I said, I've said it before, and I'll say it now. This off season is going to be his biggest off season. He needs to put something together because. It's fine that he doesn't perform well because we suck. Could you imagine, GM, if he regressed and we were competitive and try- or tried to be competitive? Yeah, that's not... That, that's um, bad. That yeah. would be horrible. That yeah. Then the light would be shining even brighter on him. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. I want him to come out guns a-blazing next season. Year three, Jalen, give it to me, with a competitive roster, with a Victor Wembanyama, maybe an impending James Harden return. Yeah, I want to see Jalen Green just go full guns a-blazing. On, on here. I want James Harden to maybe be with the Chris Paul to to Jalen Green's Devin Booker. That's what I want. Touche, I would fair. love for that to be the case. Fair. So, GM, let's go ahead and uh, end this episode as we end um every episode. Once again, it's always cool to touch base here with you, to talk mm-hmm. to you, to talk to the fans, to talk to the Rockets fans especially. Mm-hmm. Um exciting times ahead because we have our Rockets watch party uh happening, a full slate of off season that we're gonna have to do. I haven't even have wa- barely wanted to touch on Victor Wimbenyama, Scoot Henderson, Amen Thompson, and all those guys, because we're gonna have a full off season for yeah, that. Hey, don't
1: forget a, uh, Brandon Miller's performance today. Against Jabari A&M, Smith two man.
0: So, yeah. which he, yeah, he had a great game, but I still think Jabari Jabari Smith two 0, I don't think we need him. We already have one Jabari Smith. I don't need two. it's fair. We'll see. Who knows, nah, nah, I'm good. Do you have? Let's go ahead and end this episode. Give the people what they want. Let them know where they can find us. Mm-hmm. Give them the sign off that they. All hope for.
1: Uh follow me on Twitter at JP underscore Mirabueno. Follow the podcast on Twitter and TikTok at Summit S O M P O D. Follow us on Instagram at Summit State of Mind underscore POD. Uh make sure to follow the boys, the fam. Shout out to the guys in West Palm Beach. They're streaming uh the viewing of the Oscars currently. As we record this, um, make sure to sh- follow them at Apollo NBA at Apollo H O U at Watch with Apollo. Boom!
0: Nice, good stuff. You can give me a follow on Twitter as well at summit commish we really appreciate y'all shout outs to all the apollo podcast network brethren that continue to kill the game continue to slay the game i'm gonna open this one with the one take podcast give them a listen because tonight it is the oscars uh i know that they're watch with apollo they're doing their thing one take is definitely gonna touch up on this they're gonna devote a whole episode on it. i'm definitely sure about that uh, give them a listen, one take podcast. Uh, shout outs to the Apollo Texans, Off the Gridiron, continuing to kill the game for Texans content. And the crown jewel of Astros podcast, BTD, Beyond the Diamond. Be sure to give them, if you are an Astros fan, be sure to give them your First listen for everything Astros related. Once again, thank you to everyone that makes us your very first listen in terms of Houston Rockets content. 155 episodes in. We are chugging along here. No rest for the weary. In this rebuilding stage, we're just so proud that we have been able to produce 155 episodes for y'all. And here's to 155 more. Hopefully by episode 310, we're uh, competing for something. Hopefully. Hopefully by 310. uh, God, I hope so. So we're gonna end this episode as we end every episode as our producer gives us the go home cue here. Go Oh man, I almost forgot my Oh, I forgot my line! Oh man, he burned himself! Almost Go almost. Summit! Go, Apollo! And for the love of all that is good and mighty, this god dang Houston Rockets team who we will go to bat for. <sighs> go Rockets.
1: The summit. For yeah. for life.